0: Welcome to episode 279 of Crack the Customer Code, the energy shot that powers your workday. Jeannie, we talk about a lot of the things with customer experience, and one of the things that doesn't get talked about enough is how inefficient we are as (laughs) podcasters.
1: Really? You want to let the cat out of the bag on that one? You
0: didn't see that coming, did you? I you know, we talk a lot about transparency. I think it's important.
1: Uh, well, I'm the one who's scrambling to, uh, update things, you know, as we record. So I don't know what you're talking about with inefficiency.
0: Uh, no comment. <laughs> uh you know, efficiency, this is something I've talked about and I think I've mentioned in a couple episodes, but now that we're like 270 something, it's hard to keep track. You know, one of the favorite blog posts I ever wrote of mine, you know, we all have our sort of pet blog posts was that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, customer, great customer service begins with adequate resources. and. The, the corollary to that is great customer service comes from efficiency. It comes from being able to deliver experiences in a way that is operationally sound and that actually does not stress or strain the resources of the organization. That's where efficiency comes in. When you have a team that's designed okay, to handle a thousand inquiries a month, let's say, and you've staffed up well. That's great, but that's almost always that staffing is based on you being purely efficient right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now, yeah. what happens when you're not purely efficient? What happens when the organization can't handle that those a thousand calls or we don't have the efficiency to uh handle uh bumping calls or mm-hmm. a bumping transactions and what and I'll decide one last thing. So I think one of the things that becomes really interesting is, it's, and we've talked about it in different ways, but I want to talk about it through the lens of efficiency right now, is understanding the impact that operational soundness has on customer experience. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's an interesting question because a lot of organizations think they're being efficient. Um, They think that their tools and programs and everything are efficient for their employees to actually deliver on the experience, but they never actually ask their employees about, is this working for you? And, you know, an example that comes to mind is, I think it was, I think it was Jeff Toyster who was on our show, who was talking about how, you know, you look at some of the hospitality computers when you check into a hotel and they're old. And they are old systems. And so you stand there for five minutes instead of just scanning something because their systems are just antiquated and they're not efficient. And so those poor people, to your point of straining the resources, those poor people serving you have to come up with either workarounds or just learn how to do things as quickly as possible, even though it means, you know typing away on a green screen mainframe computer from the 80s (laughs) right (laughs) you know um, and I think that there are a lot of ways that organizations make short-term goals or short-term viewpoints really instead of looking long-term as how will this serve not only our employees better but our customers better if we can create more efficiencies around this to help reduce the strain, reduce the stress on the people who are using these systems too.
0: Right. That's a perfect example. Investment in uh, capital infrastructure, right? Technological Mm -hmm. infrastructure. We've talked about that before. And that is absolutely something that can result in inefficiency, the green screen computers and things like that. And if you sort of peel back the layers on efficiency, what you're really looking at is this, What, what, what is the relative output to the inputs you put in? Okay so when you look at if we if we're going to build a building we're going to put people in that building we're going to wire that building what do we expect that that system that system we created to produce for us and a lot of times if you if you uh, use that lens if you use that sort of efficiency lens like what 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 is an efficient use of these resources what return on these resources from a productivity standpoint do we want it can help reframe, really, are you using your resources in the best way possible? And those can be capital. Those can be human. Those can be technological. Those can be any type of resource.
1: Right, right. And I think sometimes we ask people to be you know, using an inefficient system or trying to get something done in an inefficient way just because those are the processes that are set up for them. But we still expect those same people. To do that with a smile, to do that while they're serving the customer in front of them. And sometimes those two things are separate. Like we, you know, if I'm standing there and I'm impatient as a customer and I need something now, and you have to basically kill time with me while you're waiting for the system to work, that's not serving anybody. And no matter how much you smile and how great you are, it's hard to overcome these inefficiencies in customer experience. It really is. And we have to acknowledge that we have to look at these processes from that lens of what can we do better here, not only from, you know, interacting directly with a customer, but what are the processes on the back end that are inefficient that are providing a worse experience because of that? And, you know, I've talked before about my experience with kind of rolling out those those websites in the early days. And one of the things we had to ask was, do we really need to ask every single customer these 10 questions that only apply to 5% of the customers? Or is there a way we can identify early on, this is the customer we need to ask about that? and then the rest of them don't have to go through that. Even that type of questioning around your process can help you create a more efficient experience for the people who are delivering the experience, but also for the people, for the customers in the end.
0: Well, absolutely. I think if you peel back the layers on that example, which is a great example, if you look at, let's just talk about efficiency from the standpoint of the human, right? From the, mm-hmm. the human beings in our organization that are customer facing. Well, you've really got two two types of efficiency or inefficiency. One is their personal efficiency. Mm-hmm. Are they trained? Are they working hard? Are they executing well? And then you've got, do they have the tools, environmental support, empowerment, all the things you're talking about to be efficient? So they can be you know the the most efficient human you have in your business, right? The most efficient member of your team, but the system is inherently inefficient because of what they're given, right? And if you look at it, you say like, if let's step back and simplify it. So how how do we make this actionable? You take a look at somebody in any role in your organization. You say, what does this person need to succeed, to do their well, to do their job well, to execute in the most effective and efficient way possible? Because we haven't even talked about effectiveness, but you know they're they're not the same, but they're related, Mm -hmm. right? Most effective and efficient way possible, and are we giving them that? And a lot of times, of course, yeah, this is uh, this is a part of me. I've got a dog in this hunt, but you know, a lot of times (laughs) training is one of the failures, right? Mm Training is one of the things they're not given enough of or enough quality of in order to be efficient, in order to be effective. Second, to your point, systems infrastructure, third processes, right? Okay, Mm -hmm. well, great. We've got the fastest system in the industry. We've uh, given them great training and they have to fill out 94 forms in triplicate (laughs) to refund $10.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: Right. So there's a lot of layers. And I, I think what I would urge our listeners to take away is look at each role in your organization that you have control over and start asking these questions.
1: Right. Right. Well, and I also think that, you know, we talk a lot about Um, empowerment and things like that. But I would also look at, are you really providing incentive to be efficient? Because sometimes we actually provide incentive to not be efficient. We we put the wrong metrics in place so that if you fill out a hundred forms that day, you win the prize. But what that means is that you didn't take the next call or you didn't you know, go to the next urgent issue for a customer because you were too busy filling out those forms. So look at how you're providing incentives for your people as well, because it should be around not only being, you know, efficient and speedy, but also are you doing the right thing? And if you can combine those in the right way, those are the right incentives for people to aspire to.
0: And that's a great point. But more importantly, there's a prize.
1: (laughs) Yes, it's doing a podcast with me. That's oh, the prize, Adam.
0: Is there any greater prize? <laughs> <laughs> Tru- truly. I mean, <laughs> you you well, w- you win, Jeannie. That's all there is. I, I, I
1: win it. because I get to do the podcast with you. Oh, so there you go. Sweet. Okay.
0: Uh, how, much, how, much, <laughs> how, much, how much do you need to borrow?
1: <laughs> well, I think we've officially uh, become inefficient here, but... <laughs> Uh, I think it's a really interesting question to pose is how can you be more efficient? How can you take away those inefficiencies for the people who are doing this work around your customer experience? And, you know, by doing that, you're going to be looking at the bigger experience as well. So it's both micro and macro.
0: Right. And I would just also say that any inefficiency that's not from the person, but that the person is forced to deal with is also a drag on morale and culture.
1: Uh, amen. So
0: look at it. There's a lot of ways to peel back that. And, and so the point of this episode is really just a different lens to look at some of the things we've been talking about throughout all the many episodes of Crack the Customer Code. Mm-hmm. And it's a sort of different way to look at it. Because, you know, all of us respond to different lenses. And sometimes for, for me, it's like, oh, looking at it this way is what really made the difference. And for Jeannie, it's looking at it that way. Uh, so this is just another way to look at it. And we hope... Uh, We wish you all the greatest efficiency. (laughs) That sounds sounds inspiring.
1: (laughs) That's that's a super way to emotionally connect. I know. (laughs) I'm going to make a pillow. (laughs) Uh, We do hope that you can uh, use this to improve the customer experience for your businesses and your customers, of course. And as always, we are so grateful that you spent some time with us today. So thank you so much for listening to Crack the Customer Code, a proud member of the C-Suite radio family. I'm Jeannie Walters, and you can find lots of customer experience resources like blogs, webinars, and more at 360 connextcom That's Connects with E-X-T.
0: Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Adam Fork, and you can learn more about me and our customer service workshops and training at customers.state.com. Until next time, take care of yourself and take care of your customers.